Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to Anti-Bullying 101. This podcast is designed to create awareness about the bullying epidemic and provide teachers, administrators, parents, and even students information about the dangers of bullying and why we have to take a comprehensive approach when dealing with the problem. My name is Jim Burns. I'm your host. I'm a retired high school administrator with over 40 years of experience in education. Currently, I'm a college instructor, and I've designed the Bullyproof Classroom, a graduate course that provides my students with permanent help, not temporary relief, as they battle the bullying epidemic. Enjoyed the podcast, everybody. Well, hi again, everybody, and welcome back to Anti-Bullying 101. Happy New Year to everyone. Today just happens to be my birthday, so it's a rather special day, and this is going to be the first podcast of the new year. My name is Jim Burns, and we're here to talk about, right now, just about anything, because there's so much that goes on in the world that Anything can be a topic that can be related to a relationship problem, bullying problem, how the pandemic is affecting kids, behavior management, and a host of other things that could be on the minds of a lot of people. And I have, um, I have the uh, several newspapers delivered to my inbox, just the headlines each, each morning. And, and uh, one of them is the New York Times. Um, I'm not saying that all of these papers are fair and balanced. If you've read anything by me, I don't think anything is fair and balanced. I think they all have a slant. I think when you look at the news outlets that we have today, the cable outlets, you have MSNBC, which is as far to the left as you can go. You have Fox, and they claim that they're in the middle, but I think that they're middle right. Or, or you have a CNN, and they claim they're in the middle, but they're middle left. And then you have Fox, and I think that they're middle right. So they all have their own opinions about different things. Uh, and about the pandemic, about bullying, about relationships, about uh, war, about uh, movie stars, about sexual... I mean, it, the list goes on and on. I mean, it, it's its no joke. I mean, there's, you want to find information. You just got to go Google something and you'll discover it. And a lot of the times, the author makes a great deal of sense, you know, in terms of what they write about. Uh, and this morning, there was an article that came in to my inbox. It was by Dave uh, Lenhart. It's from the Times... It's kind of like the good morning session where they give you, a, you know, information about a variety of topics. And it said, good morning, the pandemic has created a crisis for American children. As if American children weren't in a crisis already. With 
the just the idea of growing up in this culture can produce crisis with some of the parents that that are out there who don't know how to parent with some of the uh, bullying that goes on in schools and kids don't know how to handle it as far as the suicide rate all, all of them and the pandemic has just added to it but that's the headline the pandemic has created a crisis for american children and the, the byline is no way to grow up. No way to grow up. Very interesting. American children are starting 2022 in a crisis. And I'm just going to give you a little bit of this and I'm going to give you my comments. I have long been aware that the pandemic was upending children's lives. But until I spent time pulling together data... And by the way, you can make data say anything. And reading reports, which can say anything, I did not understand just how alarming the situation had become. Today's newsletter offers an overview of that crisis. Now, here he goes over the toll. Now, and I'll get through with this, and then we're going to have a little discussion about a few things. The toll. Children fell far behind in school during the first year of the pandemic and have not caught up. They already were far behind. The pandemic wasn't a big problem. I mean, if these kids were online going to school instead of sleeping in the morning, uh, the bottom line is it has a lot to do with parental supervision and all kinds of other things. But I hope none of you actually believe that a kid leaves the first grade at the first grade level, he's around 0.6, so he's already four months behind. And by the time he hits the third grade, he's probably a full year behind. Even some of the better students. So the idea that kids are far behind, okay, is, you know, it, it's the way of life. Among third through eighth graders, math and reading levels were all lower than normal this fall, whatever normal is. What does it mean to have a low norm, a, a low reading grade, or a normal reading grade? This is according to the NWEA research group. The shortfalls were largest for Black and Hispanic students, as well as students in schools with high poverty rates. I got news for you: the shortfalls were always larger for Black and Hispanic students, and in school districts that were impoverished. So how does the pandemic have to do with this? How did, what does the pandemic have to do with it? Next one. Oh, he, he goes on to say, we have, haven't seen this kind of academic achievement crisis in living memory. Many teenagers and children are experiencing mental health problems. What, what is this, like something new? These kids have had anxiety, depression, uh, they've had suicidal tendencies, which was the next thing here, suicide attempts have risen forever. And it has nothing to do with the pandemic. They were already in a crisis. The pandemic didn't have anything to do with it. It may have uh, um, accelerated it. But the bottom line is they were already in a crisis. You see, we're trying now to blame the pandemic on mental health, education, all kinds of different things. This problem existed for years, okay, and we did not take a close enough look at it. And guess what? A lot of this trouble existed 
because of bullying, because of uh, harassment in schools, because of intimidation, and because of the inability to get along in relationships. That's where the problem lies. That's what needs to be taught. The pandemic didn't do this. Suicide attempts have risen slightly among adolescent boys and sharply among adolescent girls. The number of emergency room visits for suspected suicide attempts from 12 to 17-year-old girls rose by 51% from early 2019 to 2021. That's the Center for Disease Control. And that has, I'm telling you, that has a lot to do with who's doing the intake in the hospital. Because you only have to say, I think I, I really want to kill myself, and you'll be in the hospital. You could say this pandemic, I just want to jump off a bridge and you'll be in the hospital. The bottom line is it's not the pandemic. Kids are resilient. They can bounce back if they want to. But if they already have issues, okay, the pandemic didn't cause those issues. The pandemic is basically one of the reasons why we're starting to look at those issues a little more. Gun violence against children has increased. Now, I must say, this is a, a rather interesting one. It's a, br- a part of a broader nationwide rise in crime. In Chicago, for example, 101 residents under the age of 20 were murdered last year. School shootings have also risen. Hello? Did school shootings go up because of the pandemic? No, school shootings go up because of bullying and mental illness, not because of the pandemic. Washington Post counted 42 last year, okay? School shootings. Is this like new? I mean, they're all, school shootings are all over the place. And until we take a look at the, the mental health crisis, which is not pandemic-related, only exacerbated by the pandemic because kids are stuck at home, and if they're stuck at home, guess what? You can find things to do. Things are improving now. Kids are back in school. Kids are going out. Kids can be vaccinated. This idea where the line, no way to grow up, I got news for you. People grow up in a whole lot worse conditions in other countries than this. Many schools have not returned to normal, quote, unquote, worsening learning loss and social isolation. Once normal aspects of school life, lunchtime, extracurricular activities, assembly, school trips, parent-teacher conferences, reliable bus schedules have been transformed, if not eliminated. When the, when the morning asked parents and teachers about the situation in their local school district, we heard an outpouring of anguish. This is no way for children to grow up, Jackie Irwin, a reader in Oklahoma, told us. It's maddening. For so many kids, school represents a safe, comfortable, and a reliable place, but not for nearly two years now. A lot of the joy and camaraderie that signifies a happy, productive school culture has disappeared. These are some folks that have made comments. Now, Behavior problems have increased. Well, of course they've increased. 
But you know, the bottom line is if you're sitting home and you're on and you're on Zoom and you're learning um, virtually, where, where are the behavior problems? Where, 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 where they're in your, on the screen or how were the behavior problems? But schools across the country say they're seeing an uptick in disruptive behaviors. Some are obvious and visible, like students trashing bathrooms. Hello, that's never happened before. Fighting over social media posts. Oh, hello. That's like never happened before. And others are quieter calls for help, like students putting their, uh, putting their head down and refusing to talk. There's a lot of swearing, vandalism, and some fights. And now Omicron is starting to scramble the children's lives again. Okay, there you have it. We blame the pandemic on mental health issues. Uh, we blame the pandemic on academic problems. We blame the pandemic on gun violence. We blame the pandemic on um, uh, the, the idea that behavior problems have gone up. Behavior problems are always there. Kids were trashing bathrooms, writing graffiti on the wall. They were doing a host of other things way before the pandemic. Now, I'm, I am a retired high school administrator. I don't have to tell you some of the things that I have seen in schools that were worse than this okay, that, that we see right now worse than this. And I'm going back 20 years and they were worse than this. Academic achievement, you know, is one of these things where, you know, kids are told you're doing great when really they're not. Kids have to achieve, but they have to achieve and they have to meet the expectations of the teacher instead of the teacher saying to them, hey, you're doing awesome when really the kid is behind. It's another word we need to eliminate. Awesome. You're doing awesome. Everyone's not going to do awesome. Every, there are people that are going to have trouble with this type of, of uh, situation. But the idea that, that can be written, no way to grow up. No way to grow up. Now, let me give you, I'm in the process of putting together a, a book and it's called The Tavern. And why is it called The Tavern? Because that's where I was raised. I was raised over a tavern. It was called Burns' Tavern. In a small town in North Jersey. I lived around alcoholism. First of all, I went to a Catholic grammar school. And back in the 60s, you got the hell beaten out of you. If you didn't do what you were told. I went out and did things with my friends all the time. Sometimes with a cold. Sometimes I went to school sick. Everybody that I was around was a drunk. Everybody that I was uh, around, you know, in terms of playmates, there was always bullies involved. Watch my YouTube video, Let's, keep t let's Teach Kids How to Play Again. There's even a podcast on it. We went out, we played, we got beat up. We got yelled at. We didn't do well in school at times. We were behavior problems. We got sick. We got through it. 
This is, you know, you're part of the generation that drank out of a, a garden hose, you know, and things like that. That was us. That was, And plus, to boot, my father was a World War II veteran that came home with post-traumatic stress disorder and did not know how to raise children. He raised kids with a, a, what I would call a hot mentality, meaning he was angry and he wanted you to do what he told you to do and he would just yell to get what he wanted. He didn't know how to discipline. He didn't know how to hold people accountable. And my mother was the same way because she had to deal with him. So she basically picked on the kids. So how many parents today are returning from Afghanistan, are returning from war with post-traumatic stress disorder, who are raising kids, who are having difficulty themselves, how much of that contributes to the difficulty that we see? Now, here's the point that I'm making. I survived. I did fine. You do fine. You get through it. What did we do when we had the polio pandemic? Hmm? What'd you do then? What'd you do when you had the Spanish flu? What'd you do? What, does everyone just like fold because of the fact that we have this and now we're getting this line, this is no way to grow up? Maybe we need to grow up and say, hey, look, bite the bullet, do what you got to do, we'll get through it. And I think oftentimes adults don't do that. I think adults... Start, get, start feeling sorry for themselves. They, they feel trapped because they have to wear a mask, you know, all around town and when they go out, you know, and so on. And you don't have to do it anymore. And then there's the fight over the vaccine, you know, and I'm not going to take the vaccine and, and uh, my kid's not going to take it, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And they create, they create more trouble in school than the pandemic actually does. And, and, and let me just explain something to you very quickly. Polio, the vaccine for polio, came out somewhere around the late 50s. We just saw our last polio case in 1975. It took 20 years to fully eradicate it, and it's not eradicated in some third world countries. So the idea that we think that this is just going to slip by, right now we got this thing under control. We don't even understand it. We got it under control. You know why? Because, uh, because the, the virus, the coronavirus, is, will affect, will hospitalize people who are very, very much compromised. But, in, but if you get the coronavirus right now, it's not the death sentence that we thought it was like a year ago because we have made strides to correct the issue and help eradicate the problem. But what happens, what happens is this. Okay, we see this. This has gone on for two years. I'd love to be able to talk to somebody that had to deal with polio for 20 years. We may have to deal with this for another few years. And what are we supposed to do? And, 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 and what we start doing, what we start doing 
is we start excusing behavior. That's what we start doing. We start excusing behavior in school. We start feeling bad for kids. Oh, the poor kids, you know, they can't get out and play. You know what? I got news for you. You know, like I cited it just a minute, we got to teach kids how to play again. Guess what? They don't want to play. So the idea that, oh, hey, you know, these kids aren't getting out. You know, they're not doing, doing what they want to do. You know, they're not seeing their friends, you know, and so on. I understand that. But they're online with their friends. They're talking with their friends. They're trying to be as social as they can. And if their friends don't have anything wrong with them, and my daughter, she has nothing wrong with her, and they want to get together. My daughter had COVID. She's fine. Caught it in school, got over it just like the flu. Was out for was out for four or five days. That was it. Tested positive. Back you go. I had the flu. I had the flu for sixteen days when I was in high school. Sick. I mean, really sick. You do what you have to do, and you get through it. But please don't tell me this is no way. You want you want no way to grow up. Back in the 60s, you know, when parents didn't know what they were doing, sometimes teachers didn't know what they were doing. And we we were just absolutely, you know, we just developed a private logic that, hey, you know, there's something wrong with us, you know, if we can't pour a glass of milk. We had it tough, but we worked through it. Our parents were tough on us, but they didn't know how to be tough in the right way. We didn't learn enough. We just knew what not to do, but we didn't know what to do. So, just my final word on this. These kids are going to be fine. The kids today will be fine. And they're going to grow up, and they're going to be, and you know what? They're going to grow up, and if they are affected by this, guess what? Go get therapy. Go get help. That's all I can tell you. But, but, but what I'm saying to you is the pandemic merely exacerbated some of this stuff. It didn't cause it. It didn't cause it. And I don't see this as a crisis for American children. If you're living in a, in a, in a good home with good parents who are taking care of you and dealing with this thing correctly, it's not a crisis. They talk about poverty. If you're living in poverty and your parents don't know what you're doing or you, they, they're doing you got a one-parent home, okay, and it's difficult for them, you're going to have trouble. But you already had trouble before this. So let's square our shoulders. Let's deal with this for 2022. This was a great article. It really was. You know, there's no question about it. He made some great points in there. But the bottom line is, okay, grow up. This is no way to grow up. Well, how are you supposed to grow up? Maybe somebody could answer that. I think everyone has a different view on that. No way to grow up. Well, there is a way to grow up. And right now they're growing up this way. And we got to make the adjustments because the pandemic's not going to go away just so we can have a better place to grow up.
My name is Jim Burns. You're listening to Anti-Bullying 101. I have a new book that came out, and it's called The Power of Consistency. I made it a point that I'm going to be doing a lot of writing in 2022. The Power of Consistency gives you 12 things that you need to do if you want in order to be consistent and really to, to achieve lifelong success in your life. That's what, it's, that's what I'm after. Do these 12 things and you'll do really well. Do these 12 things and you'll do well. Now, you can, I'm going to put a link to the book. I'm going to put a link to this article too. Uh, so you can have this in the episode description. I'm going to put a link to the book. I'm asking that people for 2022 to subscribe to the podcast. It's a good podcast. 99 cents a month is nothing. You know, and you'll get, you get access to uh, online courses and different things like that. So do that. Visit the website. Buy some products. Let's see if we can really get this thing rolling this year where, you know, you guys are getting more content, more information, and you're going to be getting access to a lot of, uh, a lot of other content that you might not have had in the past. So let's see what we can do this year to really make 2022 a success. Let's see what we can do to help eradicate bullying. Let's see what we could do to help us, you know, deal with this pandemic in a, in a wiser fashion, maybe than we have, although we are eradicating it. But we as a culture have to deal with this. We have to deal with it. And that's just the way it is. That, that's, the, that's the hand we're we're dealt right now, and we have to handle it, and our kids need to know that, and they have to see us square our shoulders, stand up, and do what's right. And school, these school-related issues that were discussed, I got news for you, they've been around since the flood. So don't let, don't let anyone try to tell you that the pandemic caused it. The pandemic is here, it hasn't helped it, but it hasn't caused it. My name is Jim Burns, you've been listening to Anti-Bullying 101. Please subscribe to my podcast. Please visit www.bullyproofclassroom.com. Let's take some courses. Let's have a good year. This is the first broadcast of 2022. Enjoy your day. This is my birthday. I'm going to enjoy mine. See you later, everybody.